0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here from Moss Pond and Gun, and uh, today we have another gun gripe episode for you. Uh, before we get started with today's gripe, I do want to tell you a little bit. You know, We've been away recently in terms of gun gripes and other shop videos uh, because Chad has a new addition to the family now.
1: Yeah, well, I had to stay home and take care of mama, so I took about a month off.
0: Yeah, so took, yeah. took a little time off, so we're back to making some shop videos now. Um, so what today's video is going to be about is we're going to talk about the Um, restrictions on SEGAs and basically an import ban that was imposed by executive order by Obama and uh, essentially it's a whole list of Russian made firearms that can't be imported um, into the US. Everything from Urals, Tazes, SEGAs, Molot, Veper, uh, anything in Ishmash, anything that involves Kalashnikov holdings. Uh, Of course this isn't news by any means. This isn't new. Shouldn't be new to you guys, but we haven't really been able to talk about it because we've been away from gripes.
1: Well, I mean, there's still a lot of um, misinformation that's out there about the ban. I mean, some people say, okay, it's a Sega ban. Well, it doesn't just incorporate Sega rifles. You know, and initially people were thinking that all AKs were banned, but AKs not only come from Russia, but, I mean, you're talking like Serbia, Bulgaria, Romania, I mean, all kinds of other countries. Poland, you know, some of the best ones are from Poland. Yeah, the radoms. Uh, Yeah, the radoms are great. Excellent. But, you know, people don't realize it. AKs come from many different countries so right. you know there's a lot of you know miscommunication and just a uh, you know misunderstanding about the whole subject out there. A lot of fear
0: mongering so, too. Well yeah and we're just trying to cover that you know and get people on the same page. Same. Absolutely absolutely so you know like Chad said there's a lot of other AK pattern guns that can be brought in from other places uh, you know obviously uh, but there's also domestically produced mm-hmm. uh, AK variants uh, for instance with um, Fostec uh, I know you guys probably you know noticed that we followed the Origin 12 since pretty much its initial uh, prototype yeah, Two stages. years ago. So, yeah, um, the, the Origin 12 from Fostech is a really unique 12-gauge shotgun that hopefully will fill the niche for the Sega 12 not being brought in anymore well, and some of the others. Also you know? the
1: Veper. I mean, the Veper 12s are a really popular gun, too, that are no longer being brought in. I mean, what's out there on the shelves and on the private market? Is it at That's this point? That's pretty much
0: it for, for now, unless well, it, things change.
1: Oh, yeah, but see, you know, Fostec a while back when they were, you know, taking over production of the Origin 12, they were selling receivers before, you know, like, eh, before and during the kind of gun ban scare, you know, that was going on. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, but anyways, they were selling receivers during the scare, and uh, basically as long as you got into a receiver, if the guns were banned, you know, for some odd reason or whatever the case may have been, you would have had a grandfathered receiver, so they would still honor that receiver and build the gun out for you. But none of that ever came to pass, and they're actually nearing full production on those guns as we speak. Yeah, as soon as one of
0: those guns is ready, guys, we're going to get a full review out on the Origin 12. Uh, For instance, there's other companies out there. Like, for instance, Century has a completely U.S.-produced AK pistol. Mm -hmm. This is their Century C39, and it's basically a milled receiver completely Mm U.S.-produced AK pistol, and they also offer rifle configurations um, and things like that. I mean, this isn't supposed to be a commercial for Fostech or Century, but just to let you know, there are um, U.S.-produced variants that are out there that are completely U.S.-made. So don't worry. Just because there's this this convoluted and and misunderstood executive order that surrounds the exportation of certain Russian products Mm -hmm. to include firearms doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be able to get your favorite AK pattern. Uh, They're certainly out there. You know, Arsenal out in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. for instance, uh, they produce some beautiful AK-47s. You know, many of their guns are imported as parts kits and built by them, and then some of them are factory guns from Bulgaria that Mm -hmm. are reworked. It really just depends on, I suppose, what type you get. But from my understanding, unless I'm incorrect... Uh, Most of their guns are either factory guns that they just work when they get there, or they build them off of Bulgarian parts kits. They
1: bring a lot of parts kits in. I mean, like places like, or well, you know, guys like uh, uh, what's his name, Jim or Mike Fuller at Rifle Dynamics. I think they're also in Las Vegas. You know, they're one of the premier AK builders in the states, as well as uh, Mark Krebs.
0: Yeah, Mr. Krebs, he does great work. And
1: I mean, I've got one of the KV-13s, and I mean, the the gun is a beautiful you know, AK. I mean, beautifully made, yeah, they are. smooth as glass, and it's built on a Veper. Now, right. a lot of people think that, oh, well, you know, Mark Krebs is going out of business, or, you know, Rifle Dyna- Dynamics is going out of business because they can't get the AKs in. That is very far from the truth. I mean, there are other pattern AKs that can be brought in, so those guys are going to stay in business and continue to produce the product that, you know, the, the market demands. Well, yeah, so, I mean,
0: look at, you know, Ray and I, you know, here at the shop, we've done a lot of 922R work on Segas, you know, everything from shotgun conversions, rifle conversions, and, and yeah, it, it does affect business a little bit. We yeah. do take a little bit of a hit because, you know, the the unobtainium factor of the <laughs> S12 and many of the rifle variants, it does make it hard because now instead of a, a base gun selling for 500 bucks that anybody can just buy and then send it to us to convert. You know, some of these people are getting you know seven to eight to nine hundred dollars for an unconverted Sega twelve.
1: Oh, I've seen them on GunBroker for as much as like eleven hundred. A bucks. grand, yeah.
0: You know? and, and I remember when you could buy a Sega twelve shotguns 350 for two hundred fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty bucks. You could buy S 12s because nobody knew about them, nobody cared, and they just weren't anything special. You know, there weren't anybody really doing work on the guns at the time, and nobody was really doing any kind of performance work or gunsmithing work on them. But now you have this whole cottage industry that is actually affected mm-hmm. by this, this export ban, or import, import ban, ban, I should say. Um, and, and it sucks, because you have this cottage industry, mom-and-pop companies that... You know, there might be a company that produces nothing but parts. A, a, a certain little mount or a safety lever—or well, like Carolina none. Shooter
1: Supply. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, we, we get a lot of parts for the Sega conversions from Carolina Shooter. Something, I mean,
0: right. and at, I'm sure their business has been adversely affected. Well, I mean, they
1: sell a lot of other material too. But I mean, yeah. you know, still, I mean, the, the Sega ban affects everybody. Well, there's a know, couple so.
0: of uh, good parts suppliers that we've worked with over the years. Uh, one of them is Mississippi Auto Arms. Mm-hmm. They produce a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, everything from upturned Galil handles for AKs. Just all kind of cool gadgets. And, uh, of course, we've done, um, you know, work with MD Arms. Gosh, there's so many of them. I want to. I-, I can't think of all the all the rest of them. I think we've done gone with, like, akbuilder.com, a few other people. So there's just a ton of cottage industry that's negatively affected by it. And I guess that's the whole gripe of it is that, you know, it's, it's not going to affect the availability of AK-pattern guns to the civilian market too adversely, but it mainly affects cottage industry, gunsmiths, it affects our livelihood because now that's less stuff to work on, that's less conversion work for us to do, and maybe in some weird or convoluted way, maybe that was part of the goal of the ban or the the, the, the restrictions that were it, set forth. It
1: very much it very much could have been. Have an been underlying they reason. knew
0: that it was going to you know adversely affect the firearms industry. Well, and, you can't you
1: know. help. I mean, you know, being in the firearms industry ourselves, I mean, you can't help but see an import ban um, or sanctions against Russia. I mean, obviously, all the stuff going on right now between Russia and the Ukraine is is, is part of the reason. But it's you, you you can't help but think that you know just that anti gun agenda is underlying in there somewhere. I mean, it has to be in their minds like, hey, you know, we can do this import ban, but, hey, we get a a double strike.
0: Right, right. It's almost like a chance to take a swing at us. And they know that they're going to get public support for it because of the political ramifications I mean, that surround that decision. Yeah,
1: the foreign policy decision on it. But exactly, um, what a lot of people don't realize is it's not just a ban on AK-pattern guns. I mean, a lot of the guns that were imported through uh, Concern Kalishnikov, which is the conglomerate of you know companies such as Tals, you know, that's the Tula Ordnance Factory, basically. Uh, you've got uh, Ishmash, you've got what uh, IZH or I- IHZ, uh, uh, Molot. But they that produce brewer. Oh yeah, they produce yeah. Um, a lot of like target pistols and target rifles, very cheap twenty two bolt guns that came in, like the Talls uh, well, biathlon yeah, but, guns. But
0: everything all the way from economy entry level bolt action rifles all the way up to the same guns that the Russians have been spanking our butts in the Olympics with for the last, <laughs> oh, yeah. what, six years, seven, or, you know, the oh, yeah. last two or three times but, we've been against them. All of
1: those guns are are banned from import as well, and they're just simple bolt guns, you know, for the most right. part, or small semi-automatic uh, target pistols, you know, and people don't even think about those. I mean, those are just kind of brushed off to the side. It's oh, right. AKs only, but no, I mean, it encompasses a wider range of yeah, firearms I mean, than people think.
0: Those upper-end Tazas, like the ones with the toggle oh, action, those guns have hammer-forged barrels. Very, very high quality cold hammer forged barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, very unique operating system. If you ever watch the guys that shoot in the Olympics, you know it's just a, basically like a Luger toggle, but without a spring. You just flick a wrist. What's and that? You can uh, work what's it that really gun quick? that
1: POF is producing? Is it POF is producing that uh, ten twenty two with that kind of toggle action? It's based around that sort of design. I think so. so
0: Don't quote me on that. But, but yeah, there, there's a couple of things that have been worked out. PWS. There. Yeah. Pw. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. But it's just unfortunate, guys, and I guess that's the whole thing about the gripe here is that, you know, it's just, I mean, I can understand, I suppose, from a standpoint of why they would want to impose those type of restrictions uh, against Russia. I know that they turned around and they said, oh, well, we don't want any more of your fatty McDonald food. So, like, now they're not accepting exports from us of, like, McDonald's, of all things. I don't
1: remember if it was just McDonald's. It was food products, but I don't Certain remember the details of it. food and,
0: products and things that they've been getting from us. I think, like, cigarettes and all kinds of Certain goods things. and commodities. Yeah, I, I mean, but, you know, I, I guess the whole thing is I just want to see people get along. And I, I know it's kind of hard to expect people to just be mature. And I don't know. It, it just seems like the people that run these countries, they, they're not wired like me, me and you are. You know, they, uh, they they march to a beat of their own drum, and sometimes they make decisions that we may not think are, are very smart, or we may not you know see as being popular. Um, but that's just the way the world works. And
1: yeah, it is. I mean, it's all a power struggle. It know. is a power
0: struggle, and uh, at the end of the day, we have to deal with it. Hopefully one day the import uh, ban on SEGAs and other you know, Kalashnikov holdings uh, rifles will be lifted or changed or gotten rid of. Maybe once things calm down and get back to normal, our relationship with Russia improves. Um, remember, guys, you know, back during the Clinton administration, we had a very similar issue happen with China. Where we stopped, uh, you know, Clinton. Importing Norinco's. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so Clinton stopped all of the importations of Norinco. And you still
1: can't get them. You know, they're still, still not can't allowed can't for import-
0: get Norinco firearms. And, of course, you know, anytime they get the gun control measures they want, it's always hard as hell for them to get them in. But then when it comes to us getting them back, once you lose a right, it is so hard to restore that mm-hmm. right. It's easy for them to take it away. They might fight hard to take it away. But when they do take it away, it's going to be ten times as hard to get it back. Because we know the direction they want to go with gun ownership in America. We know what they're thinking and what they're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And was this some underhanded backdoor gun grab? Maybe. But now that it's done, what, what's going to reverse it? It would take another presidential order. It would take another president yep. signing an executive order. And then, of course, you know he's well, going to be under all this flack.
1: Well, and also, you, you know, so. based on the, the reasoning behind the executive order itself, I mean... Basically, all the conflict between Russia and Ukraine would have to cease, and there would have to be a treaty signed, or whatever the case may be. You know, peace would have to be you know, laid out in the region. Sure. And then, maybe down the road, we could see about getting the, uh, the ban lifted. But for right now, I mean, it's on paper, and it's, uh, it's the law of the land. You know? Yeah, so Somewhere.
0: it's very unfortunate, guys, and, and we have to really watch out for this kind of stuff. Uh, in future gun gripes, we're going to talk more about things, hopefully a little bit more timely, you know, as they happen and as they're more pertinent, like we used to do. Uh, you know, we just had a delay in getting back to gun gripes because of some things we had going on with the family and everything. But uh, I certainly want to thank you guys for watching the video. Hopefully this gave you some food for thought. Uh, if you didn't know about it, maybe now you do. If you did know about it, maybe you learned a little bit more about the treaty and what's entailed in it, what what's involved in it that you knew before. Uh, but we certainly appreciate the support. Uh, we've been getting a heck of a lot of phone calls, emails, comments from you guys, and they're all positive for the most part. And uh, I want to really thank you for your time watching today. We will be back with more gun gripes, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
1: Take it easy.